This is CASA's vaccine engagement series, where we invite experts across Canada to weigh in on COVID-19 related issues and topics. For this episode, we are joined by Dr. Nassim Mohadrin to talk about booster shots. Hi everyone, we're the here with you and I'm going to be your host for today. I'm the vaccine engagement project coordinator at CASA or the council agency serving South Asians. We are also joined by Nimra, who is the project associate for VE. In early December, Ontario announced that it was expanding its COVID-19 booster shot rollout. I think it's safe to say looking back that this was in response to Omicron variant and an attempt to curb rising cases. It worked up to a certain point, but I feel we're now in a situation where it is a race between variants and booster shots. People are definitely burnt out and experiencing pandemic fatigue. Still, it's our responsibility to go out and get the third shot. Yeah, I can sympathize with people's frustration, but we have to understand that getting fully protected means having the third shot. Dr. Mahajarin has joined us today to explain exactly that. We want to openly talk about the safety and guidelines for the booster shot. Dr. Mahajarin is the perfect person to do so as he's a professor of community health and epidemiology at the University of Saskatchewan's College of Medicine. Dr. Nazim Mohajrin has spent most of his life learning in and contributing to adopted cultures and societies. Born into a Malay family in Sri Lanka and speaking three languages, by the time he entered school, Nazim has risen to the upper echelons of population health researchers in Canada. Dr. Mohajrin is a social epidemiologist with a passion for leading and conducting research that matters to community and policymakers alike. Leading a diverse array of social health services and policy research projects, he has worked to build strong relationships between the university, community, and governments in Saskatchewan and in Canada to inspire action and create healthy communities. During COVID-19, Dr. Mohajrin has been a prominent contributor to research as well as to policymaking and public engagement. He leads COVID projects related to epidemiology, behavior and society, mental health impacts in adults and youth, and public health interventions. He is a member of the Clinical Expert Advisory Committee on Immunization in Saskatchewan, lead in public health and social policy in Coronavirus Variants Rapid Response Network, a national network dedicated to producing and disseminating research evidence to overcome COVID-19. Welcome, Dr. Mohajirin. It's so great to have you with us. Um, now, getting this third shot is very interesting because people have already received the two doses or their primary vaccine course. So I think it's really a matter of educating people and making them aware of the importance of boosters and how they work to fight off COVID-19. Dr. Mohajirin, can you briefly go over the logic behind the booster shot, the shortened interval between the second and the third dose and why it is advised for the 18 plus group now? Thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me, uh, first of all, and uh, really a uh, pleasure to be uh, talking with you uh, today. Um, you know, vaccines are the way we teach our bodies, specifically our immune system, that is geared to protect us from the threatening pathogens when one enters our cells and hijacks that normal, normal self-functioning and starts to replicate and have their way uh, with our bodies. So I'm gonna give you a bit of a 
uh, metaphor here, kind of metaphor analogy. So when you are a student and studying hard for a very important exam, you do past exams or questions from past exams for practice. They're not the real exam, but they resemble the type of questions that you might see in the real exam. It builds your mental preparation for the real exam. In other words, you know, your readiness for that real exam. Vaccines are to the virus. Those practice exams are to the real exam. So why a booster vaccine? By definition, a booster dose is one that follows a primary vaccine dose or two. It is an additional dose of a vaccine given after protection provided by the original shots has begun to decrease over time. It helps you to maintain your level of immunity for a longer period of time. So in order to get a booster, you have to have completed the primary vaccines. So for example, the two doses of Pfizer or two doses of Moderna all mix and match between these two. When these vaccines were developed, tested, and then given to people starting in December 2020, the hope was that the immunity generated by these vaccines will last a while and will protect us from coronavirus. We didn't know for sure how long the immunity against this particular virus type will last in our bodies. Now remember, we haven't really dealt with this particular virus before. This is the first time we are dealing with this particular coronavirus. We hoped it will last a while, like say six months, 12 months, and some people were saying potentially even years. But this virus had other ideas, right? Being the wily shape-shifting little virus that it is, it keeps changing. And with some changes, for example, the current Omicron, it is able to break through our vaccine-induced first line of immune defenses. We call this antibodies. Well, we are smarter too. And that is why we take booster shots, because what it does is that it brings your immune level back up and doing so strengthens those first line of defenses. That is why we need to get a booster dose. So why do we give boosters some months after the primary doses? So the two doses of Pfizer Moderna, because it is meant to top up or better yet reinforce your immune system. Remember, I said, we are expecting that the initial two doses vaccines will give us immunity to protect, protect us for months after, for example, up, up until six months after the second dose. Well, we have found that with newer variants of virus like Omicron, that gets into our cell even when we have two doses, we need to bring the reinforcement of that booster dose much sooner. Can't wait for six months now. We need to start earlier, in some places, as early as three months. Like, for example, uh, where I'm speaking from, my own province in Saskatchewan. After the, so three months after the second dose, and in other places, five months after. In BC, it is even longer, six months after uh, the, the second dose was given. So why do we have age eligibility uh, uh, built in? Uh, to to receive the uh, the booster, like for example, 18 or over to get a booster dose. This is purely a matter of timing. 
meaning we began vaccinating our elders first. And it wasn't until this past summer in 2021, we started to get the vaccines into our teens. So that is why we have lowered our age eligibility to 18 years for booster. This happened after we had made the, made the older people eligible for boosters first. I will just add, in the US last week, as a matter of fact, they have lowered the age eligibility to 12 years, 12 to 17 years, for example. So the booster dose for COVID is not necessarily predicated on one's health or age, but offering protection to everyone, including the youngest among us. So let me quickly just add, to round out this question, my answer to this question, that, that it is scientifically shown that getting a booster dose as compared to only having two doses or no doses even, protects you against severe COVID, but also helps with reducing other people getting infected from you. It protects and helps not only older people, but also the younger people, like my daughter and son's age. They both have their booster doses. They're 27 and 29 and healthy. They want to stay healthy now and into the future. You know, that is why it is important that you get your booster dose uh, when you are eligible. Thank you, Dr. Mohajarin, for explaining that so clearly. The benefit of getting vaccinated for a third time definitely outweighs the risk of getting infected with COVID. Uh, I know for many, it's just a matter of finding an opening booking to get vaccinated and going out and doing it. Otherwise, the science behind the third shot is straightforward and easy to understand. Um, but still, you know, there, there's still people confused as to why two doses aren't enough. Um, let's take some time to answer common questions that people have. The first one being, why does vaccine effectiveness go away? What is the use of the two doses? Yes, Varda, that, this is a really good question, and it is somewhat complicated. Our immunology colleagues uh, tell us that vaccine efficacy is not just a simple calculus, like you have it today, and then in a few months, it is all gone. In fact, some of my immunology colleagues don't even use the term, don't like to use the term vaccine waning, because they say that's not how it works. That's not how our immune system works. It conjures up a simple scenario. Like I said, it is not like we have it today and a few months, it is all gone away. I compare vaccine-induced immunity to a bank account. In fact, several accounts in your bank. You have a checking account, remember them? <laughs> not a lot of people have yeah. checking accounts anymore, but, uh, but you know, let me use that uh, analogy again. You, you know, people have a checking account. This is your cash flow, what you draw every week for your daily expenses. Then you have another account that gathers more interest, but you cash in only in special situations. So for example, when you have a bigger uh, expense, like buying a car, going on a uh, extended holiday somewhere, so the immunity that vaccines create are like these multiple bank accounts, each with its own features, strengths, but all of them 
financially protecting you. So like those different bank accounts, our immune system has multiple and different ways of protecting us. The first line of defense is the quick acting antibodies. So that is your checking account, in other words. Then more robust and secondary and specialist lines of defense kick into gear, like the T cells and B cells, sometimes referred to as cell-mediated immunity, which gives us that deeper protection, if you will. So why do we need two doses? This is all dependent on how vaccines were created and how they teach the immune system to generate protection to keep us safe from pathogens. By the way, COVID vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna, for example, are not the only vaccines that are given in two-dose regimen as primary doses. We have many other vaccines. There are many examples that are also given as a primary series of two doses. So for, for example, the children's vaccine, MMR, MMR in other words, uh, measles, mumps, uh, uh, and rubella are given to pro uh, protect kids in two doses within the first two years or 24 months of a child's life. Thank you. Thank you. I think, you know what it is? Um, I don't like that term go away as well, because it definitely implies that there's no, you know, immunity at all. And it just goes back to zero, right? Or you start from zero. It's, it doesn't work like that, right? Um, and I know boosters work to create that deeper level of immunity response, right? It's almost as if you're stacking that immunity, or that's the way I understand it. Um, I think, you know what it is? I think many people are concerned as to why why do we need this booster so quickly after we receive the two doses, right? Um, you said measles and mumps and other children's vaccine. Often, um, often you know, you, you take the boosters after an extended period of time. So maybe like 10 years after you got the first, primary vaccine course. Why is it so, um, you know, why, why do we need it so quickly after we took our second dose, that the third dose becomes necessary? I think that's what uh, you know. People are really curious to know about. Yeah. So what I think the 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 reason that we need it so quickly after we have taken the second dose is because um, because this particular um, coronavirus uh, continues to mutate. Now it has created a mutation that is sort of uh, to to beat all the other mutations that it created before uh, this Omicron, uh, before this time. So Omicron is um, so highly mutated and, uh, and such, so effective in getting into the cells, so infecting uh, people. Uh, and partly because it is able to sidestep, evade, the vaccine-induced immunity, but also uh, immunity that would have been acquired uh, by having COVID-19. So we are we will learn with Omicron that uh, that it is it is able to get around that first line of defense of antibodies that the vaccines would have given you. You know, with the 
two doses, for example, the two primary doses. So how do we, how do we outsmart this uh, Omicron? Well, by getting our immune system back up, you know, uh, topping it up, if you will, reinforcing it uh, by a booster shot. If we had, yeah. Sorry, so I'm just trying to understand. And then, so the way that this virus is shape-shifting, um, other diseases don't do similar things, right? So like comparing the booster shot to the, something like measles would not be the booster shot of COVID, right? Because COVID is, is expanding and shape-shifting and mutating in such a rapid rate that we need this booster. And it's, it's, it's almost imperative now. That's right. Yeah. So actually, the you know the the example of the MMR, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine that is that are given to children, it is a two dose primary uh, vaccine. So it is not a booster, you know, and it is a two dose, uh, you know, a vaccine, you know, that is given uh, within the first two years, and typically the boosters are given after the primary series of vaccines are completed, you know, in order to get that level of uh, immunity, you know, back up, like, like we've been talking about. So I think why we need the boosters now, like sooner than we had thought that it will, uh, it will be needed, is because of the this shape shifting, like we said, you know, uh, of uh, of coronavirus, this particular variant of concern, Omicron, that is evading, you know, vaccine induced immunity, and um, so that is why you know we need that booster. You know, uh, Wada, there uh, we this is this is not just actually somebody's scientists sort of uh, speculation, you know, so Israel, you know, the country that, uh, that got um, started vaccinating people with Pfizer vaccines, the earliest of anyone, and, uh, and, and, and the highest, you know, vaccine uptake in, uh, in, a, in a country, in a population, um, they, they started boosting um, uh, their population in July, and uh, oh, by, wow. e by end of soon. yeah that is very soon you know so they buy you know they started like everyone else you know in the middle middle of december by april you know they were at 60 65 percent of uh, population you know vaccinated uh, eligible population in this in that case it will be 18 and above um and you know by july they were offering uh, a booster dose uh, to, they started with the elderly people again, you know, 60 and uh, 60 and above, and then by end of August they started to drop that age all the way to 18 for eligible uh, booster dose, and they start vaccinating in August. But what Israel has been doing so well, and we can learn lessons, and that's why we are talking about Israel, is that not only they were vaccinating people and boosting people, but they were also studying the effects of booster doses on 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 people's uh, COVID-19, and and if people had COVID-19, the outcome, you know, of of that COVID-19. So they started to report uh, research results, you know, in November, um, about two or three months after they have started giving booster doses, 
where they showed that people with a booster dose as compared to two doses were five times as likely to be protected against hospitalizations and deaths from COVID. So that's just one example of, uh, of studies, you know, that have shown uh, that getting a booster dose protects people, particularly from severe illness from COVID, like hospitalization, ICU bed use and deaths, than compared to people who only have those primary series of two doses. And, and worse uh, are the people who don't have any vaccine uh, vaccines in them, you know. So they they are most they are more likely to get infected, and if they get infected, they are more likely to have you know very serious consequences or illness, you know, from COVID. Right. It is all about you know building that immunity and defending yourself. Um, another question we had was more of a scenario. Um, it was, I had COVID and two doses. It the, is it the same as a third shot? So you got your two doses, you got your two vaccines, and then sometime after you got COVID. Um, is that the same immune response as getting a booster or is that not comparable? You know, it's not comp uh, comparable, Avada. Uh, it's li likely not. It is the getting, uh, getting the two, uh, uh, two doses I had COVID and getting two doses not the same as uh, getting a, a booster shot. The reason I say that is there is a difference between your immune system being ready for a subsequent threat of coronavirus after you had COVID versus immune system being ready for vaccines uh, alone, the, the immunity that is created by vaccines alone. There's some data that shows that those who had COVID and then subsequently had vaccine doses might be better protected from a new COVID infection than those who had only one of them, like for example, COVID or vaccine doses. So even if you had COVID and then the two shots of vaccines, you are better off getting a booster as well when the time is right for doing that. Thank you, Dr. Mahajarine. Uh, that was a great response. Um, there is one more question that we have that is a very common. What vaccine brands need three shots? Is it only for certain vaccine types? So it is not the number of shots that we are really wanting to be counting, but you know, uh, but what you what we really want to do is whether you had a primary vaccines and uh, and are now ready for a booster so with with the pfizer and the moderna vaccines both have a two doses as their primary series of vaccines so if you only get one of those two you are not fully vaccinated you're not you haven't completed your primary uh, series of vaccine doses. In other words, those two types of vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna, are built to take in two doses separated by uh, a period of time. Johnson & Johnson uh, has only one, one dose as its primary do uh, series. So second dose of say any other vaccine after 
Johnson & Johnson vaccine would be considered a booster dose, even though it is technically the second dose that someone is getting. So uh, to kind of sum up here, it is not the number of doses that really uh, we are talking about here, but what is defined as a primary series of vaccine doses. With, with the mRNA-based vaccines, it's two doses, with Janssen, uh, Johnson & Johnson product or Janssen vaccine, it is only one dose. So then that is followed with a, with a subsequent dose, additional dose, which is the booster dose. Thank you for that explanation. Um, I know you kind of talked about this or you mentioned this earlier, but if somebody has mixed doses, what vaccines should they take? as a third or a booster dose? No, this is a good question. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm afraid we don't have a really very good answer or complete answer to this, um, at least not yet. The reason is because we ha haven't had enough time, uh, enough time has passed to evaluate how all of the different combinations or permutations of vaccine types work the best in protecting and reducing infection and forward transmission. But I will tell you that, um, that if you have uh, two doses of uh, mRNA vaccine, getting another mRNA vaccine as your third dose is, is perfectly fine. In fact, that is what most Canadians will be offered and, and getting. If you have that one dose uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine, also known as the Janssen vaccine, you could get another uh, 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 Johnson & Johnson vaccine uh, after two months as your, uh, as your booster dose, or you could get a mRNA-based vaccine as well, like the Pfizer or Moderna. I think people are also worried that they will eventually need a fourth shot. Um, I know it might be a bit too early to say, but could this be a possibility? Well, uh, actually, it is. It is little little too early uh, for for Canada, uh, but but that is not. Uh, but but it is already happening. Actually, a fourth dose. So in fact. It is not only possible that it is, you know, uh, that it, it, it can be happening. It is a reality going back to Israel. Israelis are now able to get a fourth dose if enough time has passed since getting their third dose. So, you know, if it is two to three months since they got their first booster, you know, remember back in July or after July, they can actually now get their fourth dose. Even in Canada, people who are at most risk for serious COVID, like those in long-term care homes, personal care homes, those who are immunocompromised. So there are people who, have, uh, who are under treatment for uh, chronic conditions like cancer, uh, who have had uh, organ transplants, you know, so they, uh, their uh, immunity has been lowered, uh, uh, are suppressed or clinically extremely vulnerable individuals, you know, could get a fourth dose uh, in, in certain uh, situations and, and circumstances. 
As to everyone else getting a fourth dose, we'll depend on two things. How quickly this current Omicron wave passes and whether another variant that is highly contagious and a more virulent emerges in the future. So that's why, you know, I said at the beginning, it is also a little bit too early to say whether all of us, you know, who are, who are not specially uh, kind of eligible for fourth dose uh, could be getting a, you know, in, in line for fourth dose will depend on, on those two things. The current Omicron wave passing and how quickly it happens and, uh, and whether there, you know, whether another variant, uh, you know, could emerge. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today, Dr. Mohajirin. I think it's important to be hopeful and do the best we can in stopping the spread of COVID-19. Boosters are a great way to prevent a fifth wave. Also, be sure to wear a mask. Um, just checking, it is still needed despite the third shot. Right, Dr. Mohajirin? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, wear a high-quality mask, you know, has really never been more essential than right now. And that's that's just the N95s or, you know, there's been a lot of talk recently about right. what, what is a good mask, you know, what protects you. Right. So I would consider three things, you know, as you look for a mask now during this Omicron surge. One, the mask has to have a really high filtration capability, meaning stopping those tiniest of particles, viral particles, uh, and droplets from crossing the barrier of that mask, you know. So like N95s, KN95s, or KF94s. So those are the three uh, brands or types of masks, you know, that, that I would recommend. Again, N95, KN95, or KF94. It has to have a good fit, and that is the second criterion. A firm fit around your nose and nostrils, uh, so there's no gap in a, above the mask, below the mask, on either side of the mask, so a nice, tight, firm fit. And third, it needs to be comfortable, so you can wear it for a long time if that is needed, especially if you are inside somewhere and with lots of people around you, that uh, who you don't usually, um, you know, live with. So, which will be the case if you're in a public place inside. And, uh, and that's why, you know, I think uh, wearing a good high quality mask, three criteria again, high filtration, good fit around your mouth and nostril, third, comfort. Perfect. Uh, thank you for joining us today and providing expert advice here. Um, your advice is crucial for our communities and guides us and lets us know we're on the right track. We have a few more minutes here and I want to spend the rest of our time talking about side effects. Uh, many are concerned that the side effects from the third dose are worse than the previous two vaccines. Um, do you have any comments here or any points of clarification really? So what I think it really depends on individual people. Uh, you know, I think there is sometimes a notion, um, sometimes people say that uh, the, the booster dose they got um, uh, kind of had more of a side effect or after effect than the first two doses. Uh, but 
really, I think it all depends on individual people. What is commonly felt as an after effect uh, is um, just uh, pain at sight um, and sometimes a little bit of a discoloration that can be a little bit alarming, uh, you know, uh, but it goes away. It is not permanent. Uh, you know, sometimes it is a little bit sore and uh, sometimes you might have a headache, uh, feel, experience a bit of a headache, a little bit of a body ache. Uh, feel like uh, you you need a nap. Uh, you need to you know uh, you need to kind of slow down. Um, nothing to be scared about uh, if you are feeling these uh, sort of signs. You know after getting your booster shot, what it really means is that your body has recognized and is responding to that booster dose that you have just taken. It's a good thing. As a matter of fact, to feel a little bit of uh, uh, sort of soreness, to feel a little bit of uh, kind of like you, um, you're not like really up to, you know, um, kind of, um, you know, going out and, and, and going for a long walk or something right away. Uh, I mean, it's a good thing because again, like I said, you know, it means this dose, this booster dose is, is, uh, is working. Your body has recognized it. It is responding to it. And, you know, after the first 24 hours, you know, you'll be uh, good to go. I personally, I got my do, uh, booster dose about um, uh, in mid-December. And uh, as, as soon as I was eligible here in Saskatchewan, and I did not feel a thing after that. And that was the case with the first dose I got, which was AstraZeneca uh, in middle of April. And the second dose that I got, which was a uh, Pfizer uh, in, uh, in early July, uh, July 8th, and then uh, this booster dose uh, in uh, middle of December. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I didn't feel much at all, uh, but I know that uh, my daughter who got a booster uh, had a headache the, the following morning and uh, she slipped it off and, and was good to go uh, at the end of the day. That's very assuring to hear. Experiencing intense side effects can be very overwhelming. So it's comforting knowing that you know, these side effects are completely normal and are actually beneficial for your body and immune response. Um, thank you to everyone joining us today and for listening. If you have any questions for CASA, please send them over to me, Wardha Malik at wardha at casa.on.ca.